Hello and welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 49. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And uh, we even titled this podcast, Fisher fought up this one, didn't you, today? I did. Uh, I left my heart in a pizza express. Yes, and that's obviously a reference to Prince Andrew. Which we'll be talking about a little bit later on, won't we? We'll be talking about that disgraceful man later on today. Worth saying, though, that 49, episode 49, um, it's... It's Seven squared. Yeah, is it? Well... And it's the first one of my, my childhood house number. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? I yeah. didn't think that was my first childhood house number as well. Was it? Yes. We are bound together by not just this podcast and our terrible jokes, but also by our first house. Is that the house number, the, the, the bungalow house? No. no a different the, house. Uh, the house I lived in before, though. Okay. Fair enough. Same. Sort of same. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So that's enough for that. <laughs> uh, but 49, obviously, one off our big 5 Yeah. And two off our even bigger 51. Is that a big episode? Well, it's bigger than 50. It's more than 50. Yeah. One more than 50. Two percent more than 50. Right. Um. So, yes, we'll be doing our 50th episode fairly soon. We're not quite sure what we're doing. We're, we're toyed gonna... with the idea of doing a live episode. We might film we're, it. Di- we're di- we're going to discuss this later, okay. aren't we? And we've got some ideas. We'll discuss it after talking about maybe, Prince Maybe Andrew. it's time that we re-look at things and change our podcast completely. Or, or we'll just carry on doing the same crap. Probably. I don't know. Uh, anyway, but we've got, obviously, plenty of other stuff coming along. Bartender, drink please. Drink, okay. Oh, I've got a... Have you got a joke? Uh, No, I've not got a joke about a drink. I have. Go on then. So, a termite walks into the bar and it says, is the bartender here? Hey! (laughs) Do you like that? That's very good. I got it out of a present, right? This is a a great secret Santa idea, by the way, for anyone. In fact, I've got a couple of great secret Santa ideas, if anybody's looking for one. Things that I've seen this week. Um, So, number one is... What I got last year for my Secret Santa was a jar of joy. It was called a jar of joy. And right. it had in it um, some some uh, scratch cards, some of which I won a couple of pounds on, which was mm-hmm. nice. And it had some sweets in it, but also lots of, like, um, little jokes on little bit strips of paper. But lots. Of, it's lasted me nearly a full year. I'm, I'm just at the bottom of the jar at the minute, and that was one of the last jokes that I got. That's good to hear. I'm adding my own to it as well as I go along. So uh, there was there was going to be an extra bit of this show as well that I was, I've, I've I've not prepared fully. There was going to be an extra part of the show called "What's my dad's lemon drizzle cake like?" Because my dad made me some lemon drizzle cake the other day. Yeah, I've had a bit of it, but I thought I'd bring it up and let us eat it on the podcast. That would be nice. But I've left it downstairs, so I we'll have to have it afterwards. <laughs> Never mind. I assure you, it's very lemony, very nice. You can have some later. And I thought you were going to add a joke to my jar of joke joke jokes jar. I've got loads of jokes. Most of them I just think I'm off the top of my head. Well, did you hear about the man who fell into the uh, upholstery machine? Um, was he? I was going to say it was leather, but that's not right, is it? That's the man who fell into sort of a leather making machine. No, no, the one who fell into the upholstery making machine. He's fully recovered. Hey, you like that? Anyway, what have we got today for sure? I thought it was going to be his excuses a bit woolly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got some old speckled hen, and his um, landing was cushioned. Hey, uh, it's, it's old speckled hen. I'll be honest, it's very old speckled hen because yeah. uh, I think it might actually be out of date. It is um, just literally the beer that we found lying around in my. St- <laughs> Uh, back bedroom. I do need to bedroom. go to the. It's nearly Christmas. So I do need to go and stock up on the beers because uh, we're kind of going into old territory, aren't we? Going for the the regular sort of things, aren't we? But you put them into like a whiskey glass, and because of the colour of it, it looks like I'm having a Wait, a very very large whiskey. <laughs> well, this has matured quite a bit, so it does have a slightly oakier taste to it. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, it's a bit older oh, yeah. than, than most. <laughs> yeah, okay. How old is it exactly? We, um, I think it's definitely out of diet. Possibly. Is it? <laughs> um, this is great. It was a bit lumpy when I bought it as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but no, it's uh, it's okay. Small speckled hen. Not quite sure what that's made. Uh, I'll have a look on the back of the bottle. Moreland speckled hen, I think, um, in the Moreland Brewing in Bury St Edmunds. Well, I think it's Green King based there. Oh, it's, is, is it made by Green King, perhaps, based in Bury St Edmunds? Um, I don't really know. It's in, uh, it's in Suffolk, Bury St Edmunds. Anyway, along with as is Ipswich and Lowestoft. So thanks for tuning in today's podcast. We'll uh, <laughs> see you next week. Um, so yeah, that's that, that's that's about it on the beer front. Unfortunately, it would go fantastically with some lemon drizzle cake, but that's downstairs, I'm afraid. And it's um, it's a good job that you've um, that 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 you, now you drink. Obviously, you're drinking this out of date beer. But if if you quite if you're regularly drinking out of date beer, this might result in you not being very well, Fisher. Uh, yes, and I'm I'm fairly indestructible to be honest. I don't have many. Uh, I'll probably die next week. Now I've said that. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I certainly don't have met. I'm not ill very often. Uh, but after I met you on Monday, um, my stomach was turned, which is a natural reaction, I believe you have with, uh, with, with some people. And I wasn't feeling too well, so I left work a little bit early on Monday morning, so I wasn't wasn't um, say feeling too well. And unfortunately, I failed to make it all the way home, and I was sick in a bin at a railway station. Uh, in That's a wa- disgusting. In a one man Chapel Town rail- railway station. Well, I don't. I don't want to give the specifics just in case. Uh, <laughs> just in case I end up getting uh, getting put on trial for this uh, this this bit of littering. But at least I was actually I did it in the bin. Mm. But the bad news, you know, a lot of the bins they didn't used to have bins in railway stations, did they? I mean, you could have you could have been sick on the Northern Rail train as a, like basically a, a sign of the service that they're providing. Yeah, like you a, could say it was that bad. I was sick. A dirty protest against yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not. But I'm, I'm, I think a lot of the passengers would be quite grateful that you. In, yeah. Made a better smell on the train than yeah. the ones that they got at the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I was sick. Didn't used to have um, bins on railway stations mm-hmm. um, for a bit because we're worried about terrorism, whatever. So now what they've got are these plastic bin liners. Yeah. So I did manage to be sick in there, but obviously people will actually have to look at it, presumably until it got removed the next day. <laughs> uh, not very, not a very nice occasion, obviously for for anyone concerned. Uh, so that's your apology of the week. That's my apology of the week. Apologies to anyone who may have seen or been affected by me vomiting in a bin. Uh, at the local railway station. That said, you've been enjoying the trains recently again, haven't you, Fisher? Well, they don't turn up very often, unfortunately, at the moment, so I've been enjoying the uh, the refunds that I get from <laughs> the train being slightly delayed. And it gives you something to tweet about, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, and and that a few weeks later down the line, when I get 34 pence back every time, because it's over 15 <laughs> minutes late. What a feeling of joy that is. You've nearly got enough to catch the replacement bus. Hey. Um, anyway, uh, we're also now moving on to joke that we should have done last episode, which occasionally comes up, doesn't it? So no, sometimes we're talking about stuff and we miss something we should have said that would have been funny. So we tried to replicate it the week, a couple of weeks after, um, for even less laughs, don't we? Yes. So there's no point doing it in a sense. But anyway, you might remember uh, I was talking about Boris Johnson, who we'll be talking about later on mm-hmm. in this podcast because it is election time. So it's worth saying it. I did say election there, didn't I? You did say election, yes. Just checking. Um, I've just, just got, got the multiple pages open on my iPad. Yep. Uh, but anyway, um, just checking. <laughs> uh, you've got to be you've got to be fair. So you've got to mention elections and sort of people who are flaccid as well. <laughs> got to cover everyone. <laughs> no bias during this election period. But I mentioned Boris Johnson and uh, his his terrible attempt at, at mopping up the floods, didn't I? Yes, he was in Doncaster, and I think he was in somewhere. Um, I think he got sort of like laminate floor, yeah. And he tried to help, as politicians often do on these things. He tried to help out and was seen with a mop, and he basically just like got all the water and just like spread it around on but, the floor. Didn't but it he? was it was also very muddy, but it was just yes. moving the mud. Yeah, around, effectively. Really. 
Um, and I thought the joke we could have done is to say, do you know what he should have done with that water? He should have done what he normally does and sweep it under the carpet. Okay, then, so a slight break from Boris Johnson as we go on to talk about the news and things that have been in the news over uh, the last few weeks or so. Should we start with the last one? Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I want to talk about first. Boris Johnson. Oh. Um, because Purely because I, just before we uh, started recording, I saw him on the, um, on, the, on the news and sort of just tying into what we said about uh, politicians trying to do things to act to normal. Be normal. That call we did and... a, few, a bit of a quiz on this a few weeks ago. Didn't we, we did. It might have been last yes. week, maybe. Yeah. Uh, today, he was, he's been in Watford today for the NATO. Is it 70 years since NATO was yeah. um, first formed? And, well, he's obviously on the way. He's doing other bits of press opportunities and what have you. And he went to Aston Martin's, um, I think it was Aston Martin, oh, sorry, Red Bull, Red Bull Racing's um, headquarters. Uh, which I think is sort of around in the Watford or Silverstone area, and he changed a tyre for them, as politicians sometimes do, you know, try and do what the pit crew does. So he tried to change a tyre, and do you know what happened? What happened? The world record for fastest ever tyre change is 1.6 seconds. Do you know how long it took him to do it? How long did it take him to do it? 18 seconds. 18 seconds? (laughs) 18 seconds to change the wheel on the car. So To be fair, it's probably faster than we could do it, but it was a good... Ten times, even more, slower than the world record. Well, going back to what I was talking about with the floods, um, so you may remember, or you can remember seeing that, you know, the way the flood he was mopping up and so on. Uh, you remember that he, there was a flood chief, wasn't there, who, it was in the news a few weeks back now, yes. I thought it was worth mentioning. And every time she was on the news, uh, the person, she was a, one from the Derbyshire Police Force, I think I th- it was. I think it might have been... Sorry if we're making a lot of noise, by the way. Um, this is how professional we are. I forgot to plug in my laptop and the, the battery indicator is uh, going to be alerting me very soon. On the warning so light. There's no point pretending yeah. that there's no noise and me shuffling around and messing about with wires. I'm, I'm trying to do um, sort of technical stuff at the same time. As well as presenting. Yeah, but I'm proving that I'm probably more successful at, at uh, being a, a person. And uh, of skill than than Boris Johnson anyway. So. The world the world record for fastest time ever <laughs> that someone has plugged a laptop in is uh, two point four seconds. And Jimbo's going to complete this in about seventy three seconds by the looks of it. For how long you've been fiddling around yeah, trying to find the wire? Yeah, but that's not while podcasting, is it? Well, of course not. Of course not. So but anyway, think... do you want to talk about the flood the flood lady, the flood um, police chief lady? Well, not really. It's your story, isn't it? But you um, can just start off. I, it was in greater. It was in. Um, uh, near Stockport, I think, wasn't it? Was it a, a reservoir that was about to collapse and the banks were about to break on it during the summer out towards Wally Bridge? All right, okay. Uh, presumably the person who yep. built it was a bit of a Wally as well. Uh-huh. Um, and the result was that the town had to get evacuated and certain areas you couldn't go in and the residents were told to, to move away. Oh, actually, um, there was a friend of mine I used to go to university with who I've got on Facebook and he'd lived in Bedford all his life, pretty much all his life lived in Bedford. Um, I think he must be, he's a bit older than me, so he must be about sort of 33, 34 now. Literally lived all his life in Bedford. He went away to university in Loughborough where I went and then moved back to Bedford. Um, and then he moved very, very near to the Wally Bridge Reservoir. And about two weeks later, the banks nearly burst on it and he had to uh, evacuate his home. <laughs> I believe everything was okay and it was, it was all alright. Where, where's but... he from? What was his name? What's his name? Uh, his, his name's also Chris. Oh, okay. So uh, I was thinking it was An- uh, Anthony. No, no, it's not. Who listens? Who still listens in South Korea, I believe. Anthony. I just wanted to make sure we mentioned our one listener. <laughs> Um, I do see the stats, actually. We get a listener in South Korea, which is good. Very good. Thank you very much. 
But anyway, uh, yeah, but the main thing about that is that, obviously, it was a big news story, but the main thing that grabbed people's attention were the police chief lady's hair, wasn't it? It was, yes. Looked a bit Jedward, didn't it? Uh, yeah, and she got some comments towards it, people uh, making reference, well, to a... Some people called it a poor hairstyle. It's a bit unfair, isn't it? She's perfectly entitled to have mm. whatever hair she wants. I mean, it was... It, it could... It, the shape of it, it could have stopped an actual... It could it could have <laughs> become a, a sort of dam block yeah, or something like that. A flood defence. Yeah. Can't, can't get over her hair. <laughs> Although, it, 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 no, it could be a really good way of allowing certain amounts of water through because it's spiked. It could mm. flow through the spikes, mm. but not at a faster pace. And as, as the water level rises, as the spikes thin out, more water could be allowed through it. Mm. What a genius this lady is. <laughs> and people had a go at her for being a... Well, presumably... She said she got a lot of homophobic abuse as well. Yeah. Uh, because she got sort of short, spiky hair when mm. she was a lady. But yeah. But I mean, and she came off Twitter because of it as well. It made her leave Twitter. And I think it caused a bit more of a storm than she thought it would. But I think some of the comments got... Because I don't, I don't think they were entirely just about her hair. I think they resulted in being uh, like homophobic and sexist as well. So some of them were, were inappropriate. But uh, she ended up leaving Twitter. But then I think she joined it back in the end. So... Everything's okay. Everything's fine. She can. We, we can follow. Maybe I'll follow her. I'm going to find her and follow her. Okay. Should, should we say we mentioned her? Yeah. Should we try and get? I, her on... I like her hair. Yeah. Should we do that thing where we try and get her on the podcast? We could do. Well, that might not go well if she's like complaining about getting abused and no. we send her some stupid messages. And you'd have to hide all your illegal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> she, she might. She might. She might try and arrest me for being sick in a bin. <laughs> Couldn't help it. Okay. Uh, next then. Um, just just seen it today that uh, Clinton cards has been saved. Oh, that's good news. Yeah, was... Do you think someone sent them a greeting card saying uh, congratulations <laughs> on being saved? Well, there was danger it was going to fold. Hey. But, uh, but yeah, uh, they, 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 but that's good in time for Christmas, of course. Mm. Uh, do people send... I mean, they, they never kept up with it, did they, really? Because it all went online, didn't it, with the moon pig and everything like that. Did they, did they kind of keep up with that? Could you go into the store and press like a device where you can design your own card and personalise it and it prints off and that kind of thing? Uh, I don't know. I think we should probably try and make our own card shop. Um, we could do. By the sounds of it. I mean, these days... We need, pe- we need merchandise, don't we? Yeah. Well, pe- these days, people are creating uh, like augmented reality cards that you scan with your device and it comes oh. to life and mm. things happen on it. It's a bit like what my uh, what my business does, uh, Be Presentable. It's uh, I-, I lead on training people on how to create their own augmented reality. I'll tell you what, Jimbo, you can talk about that on your radio show, which is available uh, on Penniston FM. I don't... Now, I- I don't think I've ever. Met, I don't think I do that anymore. Do you not? No, okay. I, don't, well, I know I don't do it anymore. How come? Is it because you're too busy with your business? Be presentable. Yeah, I, that I never also mentioned on this podcast. That is on ninety-five point seven. Hang on, sorry, I'm getting this wrong. On um, so just to sum up, uh, Jimbo currently uh, does augmented reality things on his radio show uh, that's on. Oh, we're, getting a bit, we're mixing this up. Let's, right. let's just drop it, shall okay. we? Be presentable. Augmented reality, the best uh, PowerPoint presentations that you can imagine. Presented by, well, by yourself. Yeah, never know. Ne- never, you never know. Soon, maybe a podcast sponsor due to tax issues. Uh, but anyway, uh, what, what should we? What else should we move on to? Um, we, when we first started doing this podcast mm. years and years and years ago, so I think this is. I mean, we're coming up to general election time, sort of fairly soon. But I think this is probably the first. You did say election. Election, definitely okay. election. This is the first podcast that we've done actually actively while an election's going on. Um, Join a slight hiatus. We missed one because when we first started podcasting, we got Cameron and Clegg as the um, as the people in power, didn't we? Uh, way back when, in twenty twelve, I think was when we started podcasting. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're looking at me all going. Yeah, out, yeah. I think yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just I'm trying to remember back. And I've not got the in the in the very early days of podcasting. Mm. Um, we went to see a lady who'd got a pig. Do you remember that? Mm. And it was a bit strange, wasn't it? And this pig was massive. Um, 
and Judge John, who's on your radio show, which you no longer do, uh, mm-hmm. had, had, had recommended this lady to us. Well, not recommended it, but it, it told us about her. Mm-hmm. So we went to go and see her and, and interview the pig. And I was intrigued by a story about a pig uh, that was in the news this week or last week. And a lady who went and rescued a pig from a rescue Sorry, I, I, was, I was expecting something about Donald Trump there for a second, but anyway. What, pigs? Yeah. It's not that. Well, would you call Donald? Well, he probably would call Donald Trump a pig. Yeah, yeah you would, wouldn't you? Um, but she went and rescued a pig. But the, do you know what she then did with the pig? Where she took him? No, a pig farm. <laughs> uh, no, Wagamama's. Right. Okay. Um, and yeah, they didn't stir fry him. Don't worry. Um, which yeah, probably quite a mean place to go because he's probably like seen something. No, they did go to Wagamama's. They actually went to Wagamama's. Right. With, okay. With the pig. Um, she took him on the tube. Um, she uh, she also paid for him to get home. Yeah, she had to pay to rescue the pig. Uh, it cost her four hundred pounds to go from Exeter to London in the taxi with the pig. <laughs> I'm not, not quite sure what the taxi driver probably thought to it. Um, and she was then the RSPCA so, and various animal charities said that you can't really. So keep she was the pig. was she trying to get the pig home? No, she just rescued it from wherever it needed. So rescuing. she was trying to get the pig back home somewhere. Yes, yeah, so that's why it went in a taxi. Is it home made of straw? No bricks. Uh, no, they, they they will blow down, uh, particularly <laughs> if uh, particularly in this terrible weather we've been having. She took a she took the pig to her flat mm-hmm. where she lived, and the landlord obviously um, said you can't keep a pig in here. Mm-hmm. And various animal charities said actually pigs are meant to live you know outside you know in a pigsty. And whilst most young people's houses probably do bear some resemblance to it, you shouldn't actually live there. <laughs> so, but I wonder what the strangest things are that have been on the tube, though. Well, before we stop, can I just sticking on the pigs for a second? My gran the other day was watching Peppa Pig because my daughter Ada was watching Peppa Pig, mm-hmm. and my gran made an observation that I don't think I've ever made before. Bear in mind, this might have been one of the first times my gran watched it, but she sat there and she went, "Why?" Why are that pig's eyes on the same side of its head? Yes. <laughs> and like, not, I don't think I've heard that comment, mate. You just watch it and get on with it, don't you? Yeah. Yet the toys that you buy mm. are equally, or the eyes are in the right place, but yet we watch Peppa Pig on the telly and it, and it's a bit weird, isn't it? Like, Wait. I think I've seen it so many times that it is, I've just forgotten about how weird that is. Well, Peppa Pig's head is, is only ever sort of at 90 degrees, isn't it? Yeah. It's the thing. It never looks at your face on. Perhaps you've got a neck injury of some form. <laughs> that means it can't look straight forward. But anyway, some of the strangest things that have been on the tube then. Oh, well, no, I, I, was, I, was, oh. I was thinking out loud. I've not oh, right, sorry, I didn't know you, I thought you'd got a little quiz for me. No, I've not got any Maybe that's quiz. for next time. There's pictures of her on Twitter um, mm-hmm. and Instagram where she put the pig in the bath and had a bath with a pig. Right. Um, which I'm sure the pig appreciated being saved because I think the whole, pro- the whole problem was that the pig was meant to kind of go to another farm where it was going to get <laughs> slaughtered. So she decided to rescue it, but probably live a life that it perhaps wasn't quite up for. I just uh, wanted to mention as well, uh, we're not going to do too much news now because we've got uh, a bit more stuff to get on to, but uh, there was a, an incident, weren't there? There's a film that's been released about gangs, isn't there? Um, yeah, I've not watched it, but... I mean, there might be more to it, though. I don't want to like dumb down the film and just say it's mm-hmm. about gangs. There's probably a lot more to it, but it's a film about the, the gangs involved in the film and it, or things like that. Anyway, maybe I should have researched that a bit more. But anyway, the story was that when this film was released, lots of younger people were turning up to um certain screenings of this mm. film and because they were they were they were maybe in gangs themselves yeah they were expecting to see other gangs there and then bringing along their own weapons and things like that yeah. and there were sort of fights and disturbances kicking off there was even apparently uh, sort of machetes taken off people uh, going to see that film and then a lot of film uh, cinemas have taken the film off haven't they which has obviously caused upset to the producers of the film and directors 
Yeah, well, they didn't want people taking their own machetes in because the cinemas sell machetes there mm. at an overly inflated price, a bit like they were the pick and mix. So they want to make <laughs> sure they sold you a machete and not you, you didn't bring your own ones in. I think was probably is that right? Possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose it's just encouraging people to dress up as the yeah, you meant to go as the participants, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, you I go. suppose like if you think about you know some other films that you might have, that people go and see when it's you know when it's that time of year you know when it, when when certain thing, films come out and as big as fans and Star Wars for example yeah um, I know somebody he might he might well listen as well I know this used to listen to my radio show which we'll not talk about anymore yeah. but uh, he uh, my friend I can give him a shout out Rob um, Cassidy. Um, I don't know where he lives now, Huddersfield, I think, still. Well, pass our regards on to Butch as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's heard that one before. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, um, Rob. But anyway, uh, Rob, uh, he once went to... It was when the first of the new Star Wars films was released, and he went... He's a massive Star Wars fan. And he went with his lightsaber, and right. he had it confiscated. <laughs> <laughs> a lightsaber. Like, you know, it's going to be a really... Yeah, yeah. It's not It's not that date, but I think it's just because it was a long object. It got confiscated, and I think he got into a bit of a row with the... Uh, with the staff at the cinema over it. That's a bit disappointing. So when you say the staff at the cinema, that's yeah. another long object that people were carrying, was it? And, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, oh, right, sorry, yeah. maybe it's because he went as a Sith Lord rather than a Jedi yeah, that he, he got it taken off him. Did that, I miss something? Yeah, there? that was a joke about a staff also being a long object that you can use oh, as a stick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. So yeah. some, some words have got two meanings in our gym now. Right, okay. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, but yes, uh, so, so, but yes, it's good. You see kids going to Harry Potter films, having the having the yep. wands. Uh, yeah, you can probably get away with having a wand at Harry Potter, but mm. not a lightsaber at Star Wars. So what is the what is the largest object that you're allowed to take into a film and claim it's sort of a bit of fan equipment? This Maybe this is a new direction for our podcast. We should mm. start testing things like that, and each week we should come back with our findings. Like, you know, what is the weirdest thing you can get on the tube? Yeah, we could we could all go, we could both go down with some weird things and see what yeah. we can get on the tube and what we can't. I mean, I'd, I think I'd draw the line livestock, but yeah. <laughs> um, but but we could do that, and then we could do things like what's the weirdest thing you can get into it into a cinema, yeah, or the most dangerous thing. But then we don't want to cause too much trouble at the same time. Oh, maybe, maybe give it a go and see uh, see where we get to. But what what else has been in the news? Um, Should we finish with uh, Prince Andrew? Uh, you sound just <laughs> like the Queen there, don't you? <laughs> um, yes, the, the Duke of York. Um, well, he's been in a spot of bother, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, look, ev- everyone sometimes falls out with people. And he had to go and speak to his friend, Jeffrey Epstein, and say that I can no longer spend time with you. Our friendship is inappropriate. And he did that by going and staying at his house for four days and giving him the bad news. He couldn't just phone him because, you know, it was a contact of us. And Jeffrey Epstein, who is often referred to as a disgraced financier, uh, which is probably a bit nicer than saying that he's a convicted um, human trafficker and forced children into get involved in sexual situations, I believe, uh, allegedly. Um, who recently also was found dead in his police cell, uh, prison yeah. cell um, and may or may not have been killed or committed suicide. No one's quite sure. There's a lot of controversy around that, isn't there? Yeah. He, he, the official verdict is that he committed suicide. He may have suicide. just been listening to our podcast. He could have been, yeah. If, if someone could have said... Jeffrey, great news. Prince Andrew's back in your friendship zone. He's going to be coming around soon and decided that, uh, no, no, that's enough. Um, but he gave an interview where he spoke to Emily Maitlis. If you, did you see it? Uh, yes, I did. And it wasn't the best of interviews because it didn't really do him any favours at all, did it? No, I can only wonder who thought it would be a good idea to do that. Yeah. I'm not properly briefing before. I, I think some, some sound bites from it would have been things like that he denied he sweats. He's, he's, he's somebody who doesn't sweat. Yeah, Jimbo. Someone shot at him in 1982. And that, <laughs> me- that means that he can't. He doesn't sweat anymore as a result of it. I'm sure 
We all <laughs> we all have incidents that mean we can't sweat for twenty or so years. But strangely enough, he's fine now. Right. Okay. So, oh, so he can sweat now. He can sweat now. Yeah. So so if he needs to if he needs if he needs if we if he needs to prove he can sweat he can sweat now but he couldn't then. Yeah, I'd have thought I'd be sweating quite now, uh, quite a bit now, given some yeah, stuff that's happened yeah. in, in last week or so. Uh, but I find it quite strange and quite convenient that uh, that results uh, or, or that excuse. And also, he said that when a certain incident happened, he wasn't around uh, because he was at the Pizza Express in Woking. Obviously, Prince Andrew, uh, Duke of York, he, he's he's too busy to be anywhere like that anyway because he's, he's got ten thousand men to march up to the top of a hill. Yeah, and then back down again. <laughs> and if he'd have stuck to that, it might have been okay. Yeah. yeah. Why, why didn't you Maybe it's the case alibi? he didn't know if he was up and when he was down. <laughs> and, or whether he was just halfway up. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? It could, it could have been that. I mean, obviously, he said that he went to the Pizza Express in Woking on that particular night. Which is where our podcast name comes from. Which is where our podcast name comes from. Uh, he said it was quite an unusual night in there because someone bought a pig in with them as well. Yeah, oh, right. Okay, uh, which yeah. Was, which was yeah. different. And a machete. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just find it a very, uh, very bizarre... Um, chain of events the queen has apparently cancelled his birthday celebrations if you're if you're aware of that which seems mm-hmm. quite quite nasty so i'm not i'm not sure what he's going to get as a result of it no jelly and ice cream for him um, <laughs> do you think that might have been at the pizza express as well possibly or, yeah um my, I, th- I thought one of the slightly more interesting things um around this whole story was uh, a tweet that toby young put out do you know toby young is is a sort of right-wing journalist um i think he and julia birchall set up a magazine during the sort of early 90s and uh, Toby Young said what he said was what the Duke of York should have done is marry a tough sensible no-nonsense woman uh, who would have stopped him getting into this mess like I did <laughs> so he's obviously crediting I'm sure it's such a lovely thing for Toby Young to say to his wife saying that you know I really do thank you for stopping me from becoming a paedophile what <laughs> um, I mean what, what a lovely thing to say um, do you think he's put that in his Valentine's cards in the years or in his wedding vows possibly or, yeah well, yeah, it's a very strange take on the subject, isn't it? It is. Uh, but anyway, um, so that's all we've got time for on the news, isn't it? Yes, I think we're going to move on to a quiz now, aren't we? So, I think people look forward to our quizzes, but uh, we're doing this for a certain reason. Why, why, what's this quiz all about, then? What we, all, all to, we're both going to do one in the same part, aren't we, here? Yes, it's general election time. Did did you say election? I said election. Yeah. Sorry, my prick ears up. Sorry, yeah. me, me ears pricked up. Um, which is apt to mean, obviously, I've got some questions about yeah, Boris yeah. Johnson, so obviously, yeah, there could be more confusion around that word. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, there's an important thing about this election. Is it hard? Is it soft? But that's enough about Brexit. <laughs> and, um, and elections. Elections. <laughs> um, so we've got questions coming up about our leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, we've got... Uh, well, you're going to do questions about Jeremy Corbyn. Yep. And I've got questions about Boris Johnson. Okay. And we're going to see how, how well we know our leaders. Yeah. So are we, who's going to go first? Did you want me uh, to? Do you want to go first? Yeah. I can go first if you really want me to. Yeah, that's fine. So, yeah, mine are all about Jeremy Corbyn. And, uh, I, I, I mean, you know, we, we don't have to be politically uh, one way or another, do we? But, you know, we're trying to be fair. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a Jeremy Corbyn fan. I'll, I'll admit that. Um, I think he's quite a nice bloke. But anyway, and other people might scream down the podcast at me, but I think he's all right. But anyway, uh, but it's, it's not, we're going with policies, remember? That's what we're going for. But it yep. is interesting to learn a little bit more about these people um, who we might be voting for, as yep. well as the policies and so on. Okay, so, which of these then is true about Jeremy Corbyn? A, he owns his own allotment and makes his own jam. 
or B, he has around 1,000 teddy bears, including Sooty and the original Paddington bear, which he has on display in a purpose-built house. I, I do not think that he would purpose build, purposely build a house. Um, not when there's affordable homes that could be built for people who need them more than him. Is there? Um, I don't think they've been built, have they? Uh, well, no, because because the, the Tories have not <laughs> built the homes and they've not stayed up to their promises. Um, so I and and in, in fact, I think he's got his own allotment and makes his own jam because on one of the election debates, did you see the end of the election debate? Sorry, did you week? just say election? I did say election. Sorry, I'm just checking. Um, they had an election debate. I think that one of the last questions was, "What would you buy each other for Christmas?" And Boris Johnson said, oh, I'd, 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 "I'd buy Jeremy Corbyn some jam." Uh, do you know what Corbyn said? Go on. He said, well, I'll make my own, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what did Jeremy Corbyn say he'd buy? Uh, oh, I, didn't, I didn't see that oh. bit. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know what the, what the result was. It's there. not in my quiz either, so no one's okay. going to find out. So what are you going to go with? Uh, I, I'm going to put that he's got his own allotment and he build, uh, builds his own jam. He makes his own jam. You would be correct. Now, the other one um, is uh, it's sort of a true fact, but not about Jeremy Corbyn. Um, the person who has around 1,000 teddy bears, including Sutton, the original Paddington bear, uh, on display in a purpose-built house is Giles Bandrift. Do you oh, know right. who he is? Uh, yes, he's former MP for Chester. Yeah. Um, lost in 2001, I think, and appears on Countdown in Dictionary Corner with his fluffy jumpers on. He's and a stuff. former Tory chief whip as well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, next then, which of these is true about Jeremy Corbyn? A, he trampolines naked with his dog. <laughs> B, is concerned that his cat is a Tory. Um, well, well, cat, can cats uh, <laughs> have much in the way of political opinions? Uh, I mean, I've, I've got a cat and I've asked for her opinion on Brexit. Um, and she says sometimes she wants to be in, sometimes she wants to be out. If you open the door, <laughs> she wants to go out, but she stays in. Uh, that's where it gets all confusing. Um, in terms of his... I wouldn't. I wouldn't like. I, I would hope that he doesn't trampoline naked. I mean, basically, we, one, so one involves a dog. a dog and one involves a cat. So, do you think he owns a cat or a dog or both? Maybe it looks like it, you never see him walking a dog, do you? I think. I think he might. That I, might not be true as well. Because I think he was not long ago pictured walking a or like holding somebody's dog for them. Right. It was quite a large dog, and he kind of lost control of it, and he was jumping about all over the place, and he was getting the lead tangled around somebody and everything. Right. Okay. Uh, I think. I don't think it was actually. It would actually be concerned that his cat is a Tory, but I think there could be a newspaper story reporting that load of rubbish. So I'm going to say that he allegedly is concerned that his cat might be a Tory. No, he, he actually did jokingly say this in an interview oh, where talking about his cat. Yeah, so uh, his his cat. Um, Apparently was being a little bit, uh, bit you know, kind of like you know, like cats are. Feed me, I want this now, and then they, they kind of don't bother with you, and so on. And Jeremy Corbyn was quoted saying uh, in an interview, just jokingly, uh, "We were concerned," and he's talking about him and his wife. We were concerned about his disappointing individualism and lack of concern for others. Basically, we thought he was a Tory. <laughs> Uh, so next then you've got two out of two right. Next then three. Jeremy Corbyn's cat is called a Harold Margaret Thatcher. Harold Wilson, or B, El Gato. Oh, right, okay, so El Gato, that's Spanish for chocolate cake, isn't it? Is that right? Uh, um, possibly not. It, yeah. uh, Harold Wilson, well, he's, he's from Huddersfield, isn't he, Harold Wilson? Was Harold Wilson Labour? Of course he was. He was Labour. I think I remember saying at Brighton Conference back in 1962. Um, <clears throat> Harold Wilson, that, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was fairly, it was fairly left-wing, sort of quite... Old traditional Labour, Harold Wilson, but I think because uh, Corbyn's wife is 
South does, American, I think, isn't she? Does this link back slightly? Just to go back to because Harold Wilson's a, a a big Huddersfield sort of thing, but yeah. and also there's Harold Wilson building at University of Huddersfield, isn't there? Yeah. But there's a big thing on the news recently, wasn't there? Because going back to Prince Andrew, he was some sort of chancellor, was he for Huddersfield? Because he... it was a bit of a kickoff, weren't there, about that recently? Students kind of saying, "Not my chancellor," or "Not my vice." No, not my, won't be vice chancellor, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, the chancellors doesn't actually get involved day to day at the university, does it? No, it's no. just kind of the, the figurehead. figurehead yeah. It used to be Patrick Stewart, didn't it? It, it did. Yeah, I shook Patrick Stewart's hand. Did you? Well done. And I said, "May the force be with you." Hey, uh, which was foolish, because <laughs> uh, uh, he's from Star Trek. Yeah, it's wrong, wrong film. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, so, so yeah, it must be a case that Prince Andrew replaced him. Although I don't think he's actually got any connections with Huddersfield University, has he, Prince Andrew? Mm, don't think so. It's so. a strange choice, anyway. Um, so I, I think that, because I think Corbyn's wife is South American, isn't she? So I think they might have chosen the name El Gato. Okay, and you would be... <laughs> three out of three. There's not many, is it, either, on uh, Jeremy Corbyn's quiz. I've got six questions, actually. Uh, but yeah, uh, Harold Wilson's not the correct answer. El Gato is. Do you want to know what it is in uh, Spanish? Uh, go on and tell me. So El Gato, bear in mind, he's calling, this is what he's calling his cat. <laughs> El Gato... Should have called him El Cato, shouldn't he? he well, well oh, right. El Gato in Spanish is cat. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's nice and creative, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> well, perhaps he is a Tory then, yeah, as you said. Uh, anyway, uh, number four, which of these is true? Jeremy Corbyn, A, doesn't have a car, or B, doesn't have a TV? Um, You often see him walking along, don't you? I, I what, Would he have a car? Probably not. I, I, I think he probably would like to not have a car because he can use public transport then advocate and talk about it. You often see him... He doesn't cut, cut down the tree on his front garden very often, does he? Same the times when people used to be outside his house, you have to duck under the tree to get in. Um, I think I think he must have got a TV. I think everyone's got a TV. If not, I think he might claim he's not got a TV just so he doesn't pay his TV licence fee. <laughs> um, so I think he's not got... Well, a... to be fair, would he want to? Would he yeah. want to, it's considering bit... the coverage he's been getting from the BBC? Well, yeah, some of the stuff that gets said about him. Um, I think that he doesn't own a car. Well done. Four out of four. Now, I want to go back to one of the questions, because I said earlier, which of these is true? He either trampolines naked with his dog or is concerned his cat is a Tory. I didn't explain the trampoline naked with his dog one. So there is a politician who has been trampolining naked oh, with his dog. Do you remember? Um, oh, who could do that? I, I don't know. I hope it wasn't John Prescott. Jerry Adams. Jerry Adams. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Why? At first I read it and I thought, he trampolines naked with his dog. Is his dog naked? But then I thought, well, of course his dog's naked. <laughs> Unless he's unusually dresses his dog up in clothes. I don't know. But yeah, he apparently does that and enjoys relaxing and his dog likes jumping on the trampoline with him. Yeah, he fell off, didn't he? And banged his, um, banged his knee. Uh, well, he banged his leg between his knee and his toe. He got quite a lot of shimpine. <laughs> I like that one. Anyway, uh, next then. So, which of these is a true hobby of Jeremy Corbyn's? A... He likes photographing manhole covers and studying the inscriptions on drain covers. Or B, he's got an interest and collect an interest and collection of amphibians. So he's interested in amphibians and a collection of amphibians like lizards and so on. I th- uh, oh, I think I think it could be both. But if he's got a cat, then surely the amphibians might not go down well with the cat. They're quite slow uh, though, aren't they? Or some, well, I suppose some lizards scurry quite quickly, don't they? Uh, well, I suppose. Uh, I suppose the other thing is, if he's could blend in with the cat if he's got a chameleon. Well, if he's, if he's, it could go blue like Tory. Well, if he's... <laughs> surely he spends enough time around politicians that he's getting his in his, his quota in of the amount of time he's spending around reptiles and that sort of stuff. Yeah. 
Snakes uh, and snakes, so on. Snakes, yeah. Um, and I think that he does manhole covers. He, he, he follows manhole covers and takes pictures of them. And I think the person who is a very keen collector of amphibians is Ken Livingston. And you would be doubly correct. Well done. Ken Livingston, I think I once saw a news interview of him, and this is my Ken Livingston impression. Well, I'm quite keen on some newts and toads and frogs and things like that. (laughs) Uh, I was holding my nose there. If you you ever heard him speak, he sounds very very similar to that. Uh, Well, I might be overregging it a bit there, but he's certainly got a very nasally toad, hasn't he? The final one, number six, Jeremy Corbyn's favourite song is A, John Lennon, Imagine, or B, Mariah Carey and Hero. Um, Now... It's quite a. He strikes you as a very principled man, doesn't he? Um, so I think I can't imagine he would be a fan of Mariah Carey. So I. Th- well, Mariah think Carey. He cares. Cares. cares yeah. Is that what? Is that why she's got a name? No idea. Uh, she's very caring and. Yeah. Is she related to Jim? Don't. Not that I'm aware of. Mm. Uh, I think that it must. It must be that his favourite song is "Imagine" by John Lennon. Six out of six on the Jeremy Corbyn quiz. Uh, yeah, it is John Lennon, imagine. Mariah Carey Hero is actually, uh, you know, Arlene Foster of the DUP? Uh, uh, yes. She yeah. featured on a Christmas album once, singing uh, All I Want For Christmas Is You, and then uh, apparently that's one of her, also one of her favourite songs as well, uh, really? Hero, and she sings, does a lot of karaoke, apparently a good singer, apparently. <laughs> um, but I did when I, when, I, when I was looking at this old article, I was looking at Arlene Foster, and I genuinely thought, and I, I, I've, I've no doubt this has been said before, I genuinely thought I was looking at Paul Merton, Paul Merton. in a wig. <laughs> it is ridiculous, isn't it? Well, it, yeah. is, it, is, it is him in a wig. It is crazy. You can't, if you put them together... It's very similar. And it's, and it's even more confusing now, because there's a lot of pictures of her and Boris Johnson, so it just looks like they're doing sort of something with like I got Brilliant. So, so there we go. Um, that was the Jeremy Corbyn quiz. Thank you very much. Uh, we got six out of six, but nonetheless, we still probably end up with a hung parliament. Um... Unfortunately, it might be only majority we get there. Yay. But um, anyway. So it's now time for me to test you about Boris Johnson. Okay. Um, and obviously... He's done a lot in his life, Boris Johnson, by the way, so hopefully we've got some good questions for you here. Um, again, what's uh, what's true, what's false? Um, so, f- first up, what is Boris Johnson's name? Boris Johnson? Yes. No, oh. it's not. Is it Alexander Boris de Feffel Johnson? <laughs> de Feffel? Or is it Stanley Boris Willem Johnson? Um, okay, well, I'm going to go... I like. What was the first one? Falafel. Alexander Boris de Feffel Johnson. De Feffel. Right, well, I think I'm going to go with the first... Or, or Stanley Boris The Willem second Johnson. one, sorry, because his dad's called Stanley. His dad is called and, Stanley. And he, he appeared this... So, when the uh, climate change debate this week, uh, <laughs> last week, <laughs> when, yes. he, when, he re- when he did decide to go to that and they realised probably at the last minute he's going to look a bit of an idiot and not turn up for this important climate change debate, he sent uh, Michael Gove and his dad. <laughs> How random's that? <laughs> Oh, you know, I can't be, I can't be bothered to go to this family deal, Dad. We just go and show up face for us, please. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the same. I mean, I'm going to ring my dad tomorrow. Say, Dad, I can't be bothered to be sick in a bin tomorrow. Yeah. Can, you, can you do it for me, please? If I can't be asked to go around for Christmas dinner at my family's house, will you and your dad go? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't send your dad to that because it's your dad's whose house, isn't it? Isn't it? So. You and your dad. Oh, me and my oh, dad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, you and my dad. That's bonkers. I don't get yeah. it. I just don't get it. Not, not good at all. Um. So, uh, you, you thought his name is Stanley yeah. uh, Boris Willem Johnson? You're wrong. Oh. 
You knew that I'd catch me, I didn't you? Yes, it's his, uh, it is called Alexander Boris Defeffel Johnson. Uh, he was born in New York. Defeffel? What kind of name's Defeffel? Uh, not a very common I mean, one. he looks, if he, to be fair, if you didn't know him and you said, this bloke's called Defeffel, I would have probably, I'd gone with it. Yeah. So but then again, like, if someone had said his name's Bagpuss or something, <laughs> I would have believed that as well. So, uh, why, why, why was he sacked from the Times in 1988? Was it that he was having an affair with both his boss, Max Hastings' wife and sister, who both worked for the Times or Sunday Times and were working in the same office. The affairs unravelled when he tried to arrange a threesome whilst having a dinner hosted by Max Hastings. Or was it that he wrote an article where he claimed an academic had told him that Edward II and Pierce Gaveston met up at the Rose Palace for romantic trysts? However, this was disproved as the Rose Palace wasn't built when Pierce Gaveston was still alive. You're gonna to have to explain so, the second one because I I don't I don't think I understand some he, of that. He made a a, a quote about an, a, an historical event, yeah, which was disproved on the basis that the building that he claimed that something was happening in was built after one of the people involved had died. Right. So okay. there was no way he could have possibly been there because that building wasn't in existence at the time. Or was it that he was having an affair with his editor's wife and sister, and whilst at a dinner party hosted by that, his editor, yeah. he tried to arrange a threesome. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that nobody wants to have that much fun with Boris Johnson, and certainly not more than one person. Um, I think you'll find more than one person has over the Well, not at the same time, surely. You know, I suppose there's enough Boris to go around, hmm. but um, I, I'd, I'd hope it's not the first one. Uh, you'll be right. Did you have to make that up? About threesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I wonder what you think of it now. I just thought it's something that plausibly he, might, <laughs> he, he could feasibly do, yeah. uh, given, given his track record for right. sort of you know shagging anything that yeah. uh, sort of seems to move. Um, it's, it's been very difficult to actually find scandals and things involved in him that don't involve him having an affair with someone. Okay, um, but I think I've got a few of them. So after his, his, so his, the whole point is that um, Edward II and Piers Gaveston were possibly two uh, gay lovers. Oh, right. um, and I say it's a bit, a bit of a scandal and it's, it's he made the suggestion that the Rose Palace somewhere which I don't really know what Rose Palace is but he made the suggestion that that's where they met up for their romantic trysts um, however when the and, and the, he actually put that quote in on the front page of um, of the newspaper because the Times was writing a story about it he, he made but the got quote the up. fact completely wrong because he just, it he just made the fact up no. yeah um, so when this was uncovered what did he say did he apologise for the misinformation and say it won't happen again or did he say, well, the mystery thickens? <laughs> I'm good at, I mean, I can imagine it coming out of his mouth, so let's go with the second one. Of course it was. Instead of just saying sorry. Yeah, he, he, uh, he, decided, he, he carried on with the, uh, with, the, with the lie. And I think a few years later, when he was questioned about it again, he said that he sandpapered the truth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> or if you like, just made something up. Um, so... Somebody sandpapered his face. <laughs> Um, so, what did he give his old school friend, Darius Guppy, in 1990? Was it the address of a News of the World journalist who Darius Guppy wanted to beat up? Or was it a new car which he gifted to him, but Boris submitted a claim to Customs and Excise to reclaim the VAT via fake invoice? I mean, I, I, I believe it could have been either, but because uh, they both sound like, you know, could be Boris type thing to do. But I think I think it's the first one because I think I've heard this before. So I think he did. It was involved in uh, where there was there was possibly a, a journalist going to get beat up. Yeah. Yes, you are. You are correct. Uh, interestingly, on the conversation, uh, he did ask what he wanted to 
what what his friend Darius Guppy wanted to do to the use the word journalist, and he said it's all right, just give him a couple of black eyes and some cracked ribs. Uh, uh, so, all right then, yeah. He just said, all right, just agree to it then. Well, Boris Johnson actually said, or it appeared to say on the recording of it, um, that Boris Johnson was worried that he might get in trouble for it. He wasn't bothered that the fellow might get beaten up. <laughs> he was just concerned that it might reflect badly on Boris Johnson. But uh, but there we go. Um, do you remember when we were talking about International Women's Day uh, a few years ago? Oh yeah. Uh, we did. Do you remember the question about Joanna Lumley? Mm-hmm. And she was involved in building a garden bridge across the River Thames. Yeah. Uh, the idea was that people could walk across it in a nice setting. It have gardens there and some benches yeah. as well as getting across the Thames. Also, in a slightly more pleasant environment. So, what was the cost of the garden bridge? Was it fifty-three million pounds? And th- th- this this wasn't built. I hasten to ask at all. It was just planned, thought about. But this was Joanna Lumley's idea. Joanna Lumley's idea, but she managed to get Boris Johnson on board and he supported it and it was something that he sort of said is a great idea. And right, we'll do okay. it for people of London. Did it cost £53 million, of which £43 million was public money, or was it £43 million and £22 million that was public money? I'm going to go with the larger figure for the public money, I think. So the first one? Yeah, of course you're right. <laughs> so we, we spent... Forty-three million pounds of public money and built nothing. So they spent it. That was spent. Oh my! That wasn't a projected cost. That's what they actually spent on the project in terms of designing it, planning it, acquiring land for it. That's what was spent. Remember this next mm-hmm. Thursday, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did they buy in 2014 that was never used? Was it four new bendy buses which were trialled in London until someone pointed out that they were all three meters too long to be road legal in the UK? Um, each bus cost, or the total cost of the buses was around £407,000. Or, did he buy three water cannons which were to be used in the event of rioting, but they weren't legal in this country, they cost over £320,000. Ah. Um, so did he get four new bendy buses that were too long, or three water cannons that we couldn't use? I <laughs> see. I, I think I want it to be the bendy buses one more, because it's funnier than that. And I, I, some, somehow I seem to have heard of that story before, but then I've also heard of the Water cannons, maybe, unless I've just made up that I've heard of the bendy bus thing. I'm not sure. But if I have, I'll admit it and yep. say I made it up. I'll not continue with the lie. Can you not just blame the incompetent opposition and the years of problems Look, we had with, under the Labour government? I may have sandpapered. That's what he does. I may have sandpapered my answer. <laughs> um, maybe they could have sandpapered three metres off the back of the bendy bus. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the water cannons, I think. You are correct. Is there no truth in the bendy buses one at all? No, I can't, I've made that up okay. completely. Um... So yeah, there's, there is no shred of truth in the bendy buses uh, at all. Um, yeah, he uh, he spent quite a lot of money on three water cannons. Theresa May, who was Home Secretary at the time, said, "Well, our police can't use them." Um, so we, we just haven't got none. Uh, well, we, yes. <laughs> because we yeah. haven't got none. Yeah, she got them super soakers <laughs> instead. Yeah, um, so we couldn't use them. Um, I think they were then they even paid to get, like put new CD players in them, that sort of stuff. And in the end, they were in the water cannons. In the water cannons, yeah. Well, CD players, like the cockpits, so the the people who were oh, right. driving and listening oh, to some music. Um, so they cost over a thousand pounds, and eventually they were sold for parts and stripped down. I think we got about ten grand back from. Madness! So, How much did they cost again? Th- over three hundred twenty thousand pounds. Madness! So remember that next Thursday. Um, so while we're talking about uh buses, and this might this might be why you're thinking maybe of buses or something like that. Um, Boris's new London Routemaster buses were deemed to be controversial. Why was that? Was it that they had no windows, so became swelteringly hot in the middle of summer and had to be had to retrospectively have windows fitted in them? Or was it that an error in the spraying of it led to them accidentally having a lie 
put on the side of it saying that we spend £350 million a week for the uh, <laughs> European Union. So, hold on a minute. Just repeat the question again. Um, why were Boris, Boris Johnson's London Routemaster buses deemed to be controversial? Was it that it didn't, there were no windows in them, uh, so, they had to, so it got very, very hot on a, on a normal day, or on a hot day, um, so they had to retrospectively fit windows in? Or is it because on a London Routemaster bus, it, it accidentally sprayed a lie on there saying about 350 million quid? Accidentally, right. Yeah. Well, let's, let, I mean, the first one, the second one, obviously, is... is that happened, but obviously not on a, on a London bus. Thank you. So that's, so, so that's what I was trying to clarify yes. there. Yeah. So, yeah. The the first one is going to be the answer. It is correct, yes. Uh, yes, so he, uh, he accidentally decided to make these new buses that were controversially, um, well, I think everyone said they were terrible, nicknamed saunas on wheels, <laughs> because they were that hot. And they got to over 30 degrees, which apparently was, so it's illegal to transport animals on. Um, but they had free Wi-Fi. They probably had free Wi-Fi, yeah. yeah. It was so hot that people complained, saying, look, I'm just trying to take my pig out to Wagamama's. <laughs> uh, it's too hot for it. I mean, come on. Give me a break here, Boris. Um, so why did he win £1,000 in 2016? Did he write an award-winning limerick about the president of Turkey having sexual relations with a goat? <laughs> or did he draw an award-winning cartoon which involved Donald Trump getting his todger caught in his zip? Um, I think he likes to... Does he... I, I, I mean, this, sorry, this, this ruins any more quiz, quiz questions of yours, but I think I remember watching an interview where he says he likes to draw pictures of people on buses All right. or use sticks or something like that. I think he said he likes to make um, London buses out of sort of matchsticks and, yeah. and, and that sort of stuff, or, or paint them out of wooden crates and that sort of thing. So he's obviously got some sort of interest in art, unless he was just lying yeah. about that because he had nothing <laughs> else nothing else interesting to say. Yeah, his favourite hobby's playing darts, and yet he said something else. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> uh, so I might, I might go with the second one on this occasion. That he drew a picture of Donald Trump getting his target on his zip. Uh, he did not. Oh, I mean, I should have he... really thought about that one, but... I think... He... I don't think he wants to ruin relations with uh, Donald Trump, does he? He, well, he did say years ago that um, Donald Trump was talking about certain areas of London where people won't go because there's so many Muslims there. And uh, that was to do with the uh, embassy. Um, American embassy, was it? No, 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 I think it was just in general. He, he sort of said it was. It was talking about how dangerous London is. He said there's certain areas of London where white people won't go because it's so dangerous because there's so many Muslims, so many foreigners there. Um, and Boris Johnson's response of I won't there's certain areas that I won't go to in New York in case I bump into Donald Trump <laughs> um, which was obviously oh. which was before he was sort of like best mates with him um, so yes he wrote a poem um, that insulted the um, president of uh, Turkey and do you want to hear it? Go on there was a young fellow from Ankara who was a terrific wankerer till he soured his wild oats with the help of a goat but didn't even stop to thank her it's terrible. That's terrible, yeah. I mean, what? how bad must the composition have been? For I mean, relations with Turkey aren't great anyway, are they? Um, Not recently. Well, he, then, he, he met him and someone asked asked the question about it and he said, well, we're not going to talk about such trivia, about sort of that poem that ran <laughs> three years ago. But yeah, it must have been a slightly uh, slightly odd thing, saying, yeah, I made a joke about you doing things with a goat. Um, so yes, that, that, actually, that did actually, bizarrely, that did actually happen. And he won £1,000 from a uh, magazine, uh, the Spectator magazine, uh, was running a competition. Um, he, he won it. He won it. Yeah, he won a th- he won a thousand quid. Did you not listen to the question? I didn't realise it. Okay, when was this then? A long time ago? Or? Uh, no, it was two thousand sixteen. And he won a grand. He won a thousand pounds for that poem. Anybody could have entered. Um, I presume it was only open to maybe journalists or the Spectator or oh, a right. select bunch. Okay. Um, so Peter Mandelson, 
Remember Peter Mandelson? Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Mandelson resigned in 1998. Um, who did Boris Johnson say would be upset by this news? Was it all the moustached puffers in Islington who idolised Peter Mandelson? Or all the tank top wearing bum boys in the Ministry of Sound? Well, I think we can go with the second one because uh, that's been widely publicised recently, Has it? Okay. hasn't it? I think, yeah. Uh, well, yes, it is a second one, though. Well, we're not applauding that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well done, Boris. Um, uh, I, I hadn't realised it had been uh, it had been publicised quite as as much. Uh, I'd, I'd seen certain other things that he'd said that I'd, I'd not included. Yeah, people have stood up on Question Time and sort of uh, asked him about mm. it, and I think I think Fiona Bruce had to say it actually, which was, <laughs> was was good viewing. To yeah. be fair, did someone say? All you do is discriminate against the tank top wearing bum boys. What about the moustache pufters? What about them? You need to treat them equally. Um, so apologies to anyone who, if you are a moustache puffer. Did you have to make that up? I had to, I had to make that up. I had to, Only because we had to yeah. make the quiz more difficult and think of something Boris could have really said. Yes, yeah. I had to try and sort of tie something that sounded a bit like sort of tank top wearing bum boys and sort of, yeah. It, from the Ministry of Sound and moustache pufters from Islington sort of sound. Sorry if there are any listening. Yeah. I'm joking, of course. Yeah. Yeah, they won't be listening. Uh, they'll, be, <laughs> they'll be too busy. Yeah, no. Um, so I, I don't know if kind of because I've seen the Freddie Mercury film recently. Yeah, that sort of maybe gave me the idea for um, right. yeah the mustache. Um, I, I I watched that film the other day, and I'd, if you might notice that I was messing around with the microphone for us um, for I started, I, I disassembled the microphone stand. Just, <laughs> I wonder if I could do a Freddie Mercury fancy dress and took the microphone out and like, like he did out of the microphone stand as well. Right. So, you, you, so you, you, that's how much you, like, you love the film. You decided to run around the house pretending to be Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I got the vacuum cleaner out as well for it. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, final question about Boris: um, Why did he upset Italians in 1991? Did he say that Italian men had requested? the EU introduce a smaller minimum size width for condoms. This was false and rubbished by the aptly named UK EU spokesman, Willie Helm. <laughs> um, or did he say he would never buy anything designed by Giorgio Armani as he wouldn't want to turn into a greasy-haired, sunglasses-wearing Italian ponce? <laughs> this drew criticism from the Italian ambassador, the aptly named Alessandro Ponce. So, hold on a minute. I think you've had to make another one up there, the second one in particular. I've had, well, I've had I'm to... sure the first one. I, what I've, I've, I think I've heard that before, but I don't know if I've heard it for some other reason because somebody else said something similar or something. Again, I hope I haven't made that up, but the first one seems to ring a bell. So, <laughs> you think that not he... that kind of bell? <laughs> so you think that he firstly wrote a false article saying that Italian men had requested smaller sized condoms. And then the spokesman who denied it and said it was a load of rubbish was called Willie. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you, you... Or do you think that he said he wouldn't want to wear anything by Armani because he wouldn't want to look like an Italian ponce and the um, Italian ambassador at the time was called Alessandro Ponce? <laughs> I mean, I it's think one or the other. The second one's more believable, but for some reason, again, the first one seems to seems to be more. Biased. Where have I heard of something that's been said like that ridiculously? I don't know, but. <sighs> well, it's up to you. I feel like changing my mind, but I'm going to stick with the first one. Stick with one. the first one. Yeah. You are correct. Well oh. <laughs> uh, the person in question who sort of... It, apparently, it was just something that was completely and utterly made up. Um, the, the, well, the, there was a shred of truth in it that um, some it- Italian politicians had sort of looked asked the EU to have a look at the safety standards just to make sure that the condoms that were being used were safe and appropriate and all that kind of thing, uh, just in terms of... 
um, sort of spreading sexually transmitted disease and all that sort of stuff, which should probably be something of interest to Boris Johnson, you would have mm. thought, given the, given his track record. Um, but he decided to make up a lie about um, saying that they wanted thinner condoms because they were too big for Italian men. Important during the general erection. Sorry. Hey. Anyway. Uh, obviously, just to ensure that we do have um, balance and fairness. Of course, of course. Some course. questions coming up about Joe Swinson. So, um, Joe Swinson, obviously, leader of the Liberal Democrats. So, yep. uh, where was Joe Swinson born? Was it uh, Glasgow or Edinburgh? Glasgow. Uh, yep, correct. Any more? Well, that's the end of that round. Thank you. So that is all we've got time for. Um, we will be back again. We'll, we'll sc- our 50th episode is probably likely to going to be our Christmas episode, isn't yeah. it? I'm, um, I'm going to bring the cricket back along with me and sort of like raise it up to the pavilion as we've got to 50. I did want to talk about this a bit because uh, it's our 50th episode coming up. So what do we think? We've, we've got to 50 nearly. Do we, do we want to do any changes? Do we want to be more niche and choose? Because we podcast about everything really, don't we? Yeah. Generally, it's things that have happened, politics, hmm. news. Do you think we should be more, I don't know, focus on something in particular from now on? Like, you know. Like sex robots and that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I mean, um, yeah, on, in terms of something else. Yeah, like, I think, I think... should we do it? Should we do like a baking podcast and call it the? What's my dad's lemon drizzle cake like? No, exactly. Said, you could have brought it up. Should have said that. It should could have been done. the podcast. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I quite like the the podcast as it is. We've got a broad area. We like to do the quizzes. We like to do a bit of a theme every time. Keeps it fresh. Keeps it different. Keeps the viewers interested. Mm. Hopefully. What about like? Um, I don't know. Like we could do one about the price of fish. Codcast or something. <laughs> and the, yeah. I don't know. Are you just gonna go try and go through with? Should we do uh, one about religion? The Godcast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. dogs? Dogcast, yeah. Yeah. Um, are we just now going to go through the alphabet for I think so, yeah. things that rhyme with? Um, we could do things about um, you know parts of trees. Come with the logcast. We could. We could. Why not? Yeah. I, 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 I want to. I, I really. I think we we could be more. We could be more niche. I think, and and draw in that audience from different. You know things. It could be about. Uh, it could be about. It could be like a toilet based, like for people to listen to while they're on the toilet, like the podcast or something. <laughs> uh, well, but... or or we could do one about um, kind of like bands like the Jam, Paul Weller. You know the Modcast. Modcast. Yeah. Anything else? No, no. I think we've. I think we've sort of extended. So you want to keep going? What we're doing? Yeah, I think it's good. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll probably try and get some fresh ideas ready for our fiftieth episode to do a bit of jazzing up. I was wondering, I was thinking, we want actually, your ideas as well, of course. Yeah, we'll like listen to, to them, but we'll uh, we like to read them. Yeah, we'd like to rubbish them. Yeah, um, <laughs> read them out and tell them how terrible they are. Um, Most of them are just going to say, "Stop it! Just, just stop it!" <laughs> how did you manage to get to forty-nine? <laughs> well, I think about an hour. We do about an hour an episode nowadays, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. So I know we we weren't quite as long when we first started, but. Think of it. We must have probably done about two two full days worth of material now. Yeah, yeah. So which is which is quite a fair uh, fair old effort. Um, I was wondering for the a lot longer than we used to be, and like those Italians. Hey, yes. <laughs> um, I I was wondering for the quiz. Yeah, I might compile like a best of quiz because I've, I've asked a fair few stupid questions over the years mm. that are completely ridiculous and don't make any sense. So I was wondering if we could go back and pick out some of the best questions I've ever asked and have kind of like a best of. We could maybe do like how many times have you balls up the intro? Never. How many times have you balls up the intro? Almost every time. 
49 nil. Um, if you do want to get in touch with us, tweet at Waste of Webspace. Same for Facebook, Waste of Webspace. There's a website, wasteofwebspace.co.uk. Plenty of ways to get in touch in there. Yeah, I think I tweeted a joke about ice hockey earlier on. Go on, you finish us off with that um, one then, someone, so. someone said, uh, can you think of a phrase that could be used whilst you're having sex and also watching ice hockey? Um, and I said, um, why don't we go and have a dump and run in the end zone? See you next week.